recently, in the past two years, my mother had a TIA, which is another name for a small and minor stroke. And when I went to go visit her in the hospital, my uncle Ernesto was there too. And he's a doctor, but he was not her doctor. But when he sat down with my mother and my dad and my brother PJ and I at the hospital, one thing he really encouraged us, and he said, if you do not understand what the doctor is saying, or you do not ask questions, and you just keep nodding your head whenever they come in, the doctor only can assume that you understand what he or she is saying to you. And he really encouraged us, if we're confused about any verbiage or anything in the process of my mom getting healthy, was to ask questions. And I bring that up in particular because I wonder how many of us were truly listening to our second reading today. St. Paul is talking about marriage, and a lot of people, when they hear this reading, they want to jump through the walls. But this would be one of those situations if I was doing a Bible study, and maybe we could just do that today. If you have the reading in front of you, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 through 32. I want you really to look at these words and let's just assume you have no idea what's going on and you just heard what my uncle told you or what, the, what told you. And a lot of us should be raising our hands because we don't have a clue, typically, what this reading means from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. So St. Paul says, Brothers and sisters, be subordinate to one another out of reverence for Christ, which means to place them as more important to you. To mean sub means to be above, and ordinate means to be in right order. And to see others as more important than yourselves. St. Paul talks about in his different letters. And then we hear the words that most people in the 21st century really should raise their hands with. Instead of getting all huffy and puffy and angry, we hear the words, wives should be subordinate to their husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of his wife, just as Christ is head of the church, he himself the Savior of the body. Again, hands should be raised and you should be asking me questions. What the heck is he talking about? Well, let's just be patient for a second and we'll get there. Just keep reading with me. We hear the words, as the church is subordinate to Christ, so wives should be subordinate to their husbands in everything. And this is where we come to know what Jesus is really talking about through our saint in St. Paul the Holy Spirit speaking through him. He says, husbands, love. <laughs> Just stop there for a second. Husbands, men are called to love their wives, even as Christ loved the church and handed himself over for her to sanctify her, cleansing her by the bath of water with the word that he might present to himself the church in splendor without spot or wrinkle or anything that she may might be holy and without blemish. So now if you're a man, you should definitely be raising your hand because that means if you are going into marriage, which God instituted from the beginning of time between man and woman, that means your job, gentlemen, is to lay down your life completely, sacrificially, even to the point of being nailed to a cross to get your wife to heaven, to get your children which is the mystical body of church, or the church, to heaven, that you can wash her and sanctify her. And if 
your husband loves you like Jesus, if he has sacrificial love, then wives, it would be very simple to say, well, of course, I will allow him to be head. I allow him to be leader. But if your husband's being a fuddy-duddy, if he's acting like a child, I really want to encourage you to get some help. Because if, if wives, if your husband is acting like a boy by playing video games all day long, complaining, and he's not sacrificing, he's not being Christ to you, you're not in covenant, which is that sacrificial bond between a husband and wife where it's an exchange of persons, where Christ gives up his life for you and I, the church. So husbands are supposed to give up their lives for their wives. And we're supposed to present them by, first of all, loving them. Husbands, do you often go back to that moment when you knew she was the one? When you said, I will lay down my life for her. And you said, I love her so much. I even want to create children with her because I want little versions of her on this earth. Do you remember the day when you fell in love with her? And you have to go back to that day when you knew she was the one because that is your why. And the most successful people in the world always go back to their why. For me as a priest, I always go back to that time when I felt called to be a priest at Mass, when I realized that Jesus was truly present in the Eucharist in the priest's hands. And then you are called to sanctify her, make her holy. I really want to bring that up because one reason why a lot of marriages go askew is because husbands and wives think they're supposed to make each other happy. <clears throat> Don't do that. You see big blinking red lights. Do not go here. Do not go here. Do not go here. Your job, men, is to make your wife holy. And wives, your job is to make him holy. So there should be actually a joy. I want you just to maybe imagine this image of a husband and a wife going out for a date, totally in love, totally being goofy, totally being just like starry-eyed with each other. And they look at each other and they're, and they're laughing at each other. And they're saying, I am so happy because you cannot love me perfectly. And you cannot make me happy. <laughs> and then the, the other spouse looks at their, their husband or wife or whichever, and they say, I am so happy because I'm realizing that you can't make me happy and you can't love me perfectly. And there's a freedom there. But the, the, they laugh when they say, your job is to make me holy and my job is to make you holy. And kind of jokingly, you know, <laughs> a lot of us realize, wow, like, yeah, she definitely sanctifies me and I sanctify him. But when you love them, you hand yourself over for them. You lay your life down for them. And then St. Paul says that you're supposed to cleanse her, husbands, cleanse your wife by the bath of water with the word. The words of love, the words of affirmation, the words of encouragement. You know, guys, I just want to tell you, if you're married, please encourage your wife and tell her she's beautiful every single stinking day. It drives me nuts how many men do not affirm their wives. Because guys, if you don't do it, She's going to look for it in other places and sometimes even in other people. That's your job to tell her who she is. She is beautiful. She is your wife. She's the one who cuts your heart so deeply 
that you want to lay your life down to her because of who she is, body and soul. And if you haven't done this recently, talk about cleansing with a bath of water. Husbands, I want to encourage you to get on your knees sometime and get a bucket of water out and wash your wife's feet and just tell her how much you love her. And if there's anything you've done to offend her, repent. Tell her you're sorry. And don't just listen to this. Maybe you're listening. Go press pause and go do it right now. So she knows that you are willing to get on your knees for her to wash her clean. You're willing to give your body without spot or wrinkle or any such thing so that you may present her to be holy and without blemish. So in that, Jesus says, so also husbands should love their lives as their own bodies. He who loves his life, wife loves himself. So if you don't love your wife, men, you do not love yourself. And is that not the second greatest commandment to love your neighbor as yourself? And when you made covenant, gentlemen, we hear these words. When you entered into covenant, you entered into marriage. It said, for no one hates his own flesh, but rather nourishes it and cherishes it, even as Christ does the church because we are members of his body. What the heck is he talking about? Raise your hands, raise your hands. What that means is there is no me, there is no I in marriage. It's us, it's we, it's our. It's I don't do anything without her permission, not because she's a nag. It's I don't do anything without her permission because I love her and I want her to be a part of everything I do and I want to remain in covenant. I want to be one with her in all things. Body, mind, soul, everything. And because of that love, that sacrificial love, it says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Joined. In covenant. It says, two shall be called one flesh. And if this is difficult for you to understand, again, St. Paul says, this is a great mystery. But I speak in reference to Christ and the church. And for me as priests, you know, it's this is like me and the Eucharist here. This is why I lay my life down for you all. This is why a priest should lay his life down for his, for his bride, the church. Because he wants you to get to heaven because he loves you. And he'll do anything to do that, even giving up this beautiful institution, this beautiful sacrament of marriage. So I want to encourage you, husbands and wives, or those who are discerning marriage, to go to St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 21 through 32. And I want you to struggle with this when you hear the words, be subordinate, submit yourselves, right? But if wives, if your husbands are loving you like Jesus does, by sacrificing everything he is, by giving up his body, saying, this is my body given up for you to get you to heaven because I love you so much, then of course wives would be like, yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever he wants me to do. Because he's not going to make you do anything weird because, again, we're called to love. And if anything is selfish, it's not sacrificial. If anything is selfish, it's not sacrificial. And then women, you should not do it. And then, if you have done anything awful to your wife, it's time to repent. It's time to 
get right with God. It's time to be a man about it. My prayer for you all, especially if you're married, is I pray for your marriage to be rejuvenated with love. Last thing I just want to encourage you to do as couples, even if you're dating, is go to, go to confession together and let your children see daddy go to confession and then mommy go to confession and then the kids go. The greatest gift you can give your children is a holy marriage that signifies the love of Jesus for his church. And know of my prayers for you. And maybe have a good confession this week. And start that habit to let your children do watch you. And if you have made mistakes, maybe it's time to apologize to them too. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.